in this episode, our personal opinions and preferences are going to come true. It's definitely not the same for when we were doing the presidential series. What was he really like on set? I was very annoyed. It's very different from what I expected. I've never felt exasperation for a prolonged period of time. It looked like he misunderstood the role of the president. The presidential candidates had their say. Now, it's our turn. This is your daily catch-up. So 70% of you can vote for Tama, but 50% of you who watched our videos can't subscribe. No lah, but subscribe lah. Okay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Back to the episode. Okay, so I'm on a political episode finally. Actually, we filmed an episode <laughs> on Wednesday, the but day then, before cooling day, so that we can publish on cooling day. But then on cooling day, you yeah. already changed the rules. The yeah. definitions. So, so yeah, we couldn't the post it. But quite a few of you have actually requested for a summary app. And we also indicated, eh, did we say that we're going to do a summary app? Yeah, I did. You say. Yeah. Okay, so John say so we. Okay, uh, so we do uh, that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but we have but, a new president. Yeah, we have hey! a new president. So Singapore has our ninth president, Mr. Taman. Shamugaratnam. Um, yes. You don't pronounce right he, No, he's just here, put Mr. Taman. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ninth president of Singapore. So, hey, congratulations, sir. Woo, um, I'm, I'm two for two for all elections so far. <laughs> so we've had the privilege. <laughs> so we've had the privilege to actually speak to all the candidates, right? If you follow our series before this. Um, and so we thought that this episode, we would like to just talk a bit about our polling day experiences. Maybe like, I don't know, commentary on the events that happened shortly after. And then also share with you guys some of like, the behind-the-scenes stuff mm. and our personal take and impressions since we were we, able to meet all the and candidates. And we held back to not like join in the conversation more of like ask questions and make them talk. Yeah. 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 Okay, so first of all, guys, polling day. How? Polling day fun for you? <laughs> I would like to say that I went to polling station twice because huh? I got, no, I got roped into a shoot on polling day or so. Right. So I was thinking... I need to be at the shoot place at 10.15am. So I was thinking, okay, I wake up bright and early, I go and vote first and then I go and then have the rest of my day. Right? Yeah. So, so I go down, right? Then the computers break down. Oh, I read that. Exactly. So I QQ left there in the I no time. I go home to bathe that I left. Yo, when you, okay, because we met up before that, right? And then she described it, right? And I was like, wow, so high tech now. Ah. Then when I finally went to my polling station, right? It's just, they give me one piece of paper. No, but they check your thing, what? They need the computer to check your polling card, then scan, they read scan, out your number, yeah. then they scan. Have me. That's how efficient it was. <laughs> oh shit. Did I vote? No. But because I actually I dropped Alison off like after everything, right? And mm. then she was going to vote. So I dropped her off and then the polling station was at the void deck. Mm. So it was just like a few random tables, right? Then before I even turned out of the car park, right? She said I'm done. Right. <laughs> yeah, everybody complain about Q, but mine nobody there. Only the people that are helping. If you go after, no nobody. But a lot of because yeah. people chong JB after. Oh, <laughs> JB jam was eight hours. Yeah. Eh, also, no. yeah. From light to dark, it's crazy. Nuts. No, but wow. like most of the people I know, like it took like two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Everyone keep quoting two minutes for some reason. <laughs> so when you all finally got to the polling station, right? Do you already know who you're voting for already, or still like hmm hmm? And do you all break the stupid stamp? 
What? <laughs> Apparently on, on TikTok, <laughs> right, a lot of people broke the stem because they thought that it was a cover <gasps> and you have to remove to chop. But actually yeah, no, you the, just the, chop. The, the stem design was unnecessarily <laughs> complex. Because I know that if you stem out of the box, it might be a void count. So it doesn't like you don't just open it, you see the stem, then you can aim it. It mm. looks like a, a lid. But you could tell it will open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the moment you open, it slide a bit, it slant a bit. Then you're like, whoa! Then you transformers a bit just to make one small X there. It was unnecessarily difficult. It should just be like a. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I use a pen. <laughs> yeah, they also say you can bring your own pen. So I guess like next time, just bring no, your own pen. change the chalk. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who um. Well, I don't know if I want to expose him, right? But basically, he he's not usually very politically informed. He doesn't usually care. So all he said, right, because mandatory was that uh, I will vote for whoever is the middle person on the paper. And then <laughs> he went to polling day. Then he chopped and then finished, go already. And then when people ask him, like, so you know who you vote for? Then he's like, I don't know. La. Like, uh, Taman is it? Like, he doesn't even know oh. who any of them are. Oh. And then Honestly, just, I was like this before this whole series started. I think like polling day was a very unexpected experience for me because like going into this, right? Honestly, I thought I either vote my vote or I vote like Ang Kok Song, you know? Mm. And then I felt like, ah yeah, it's a bit of a chore. Then someone, my morning queue and then I have to go back again. Mm. But then mm. so I, when I went, like got people like wheeling like, their wheelchair bound father out. Then I go in and this guy like supporting his mom, right? That is like, she need to use a cane to walk. Then she walk very slow. Like, I overtake them. I go queue. queue. <laughs> no, no. As in walking through the school. Right, right, right. Like I reach yeah. the queue already, right? They get a priority, so they go through first. But right. in the end, when I exit, I still overtake her again. Eh. Right. Then when you go in, you know, they give them the bowling card. <laughs> this went card. to laugh at old people. <laughs> no, you give them the bowling card and then after they read and all that, right? Then I'm like, who are they shouting this to? So then I turn around and then I see like old people there. Then they use like magnifying glass eh, to like try to read, check the name or the whatever. volunteers is it? Yeah. Right. Then, as in, I don't know whether they are paid, but nonetheless, right? I think it really put into perspective that like, like it's so difficult for them to go down. They go down. They don't need to be there. They are there. They are all right. And this is like their duty to the country, I think, mm. to them to be there, right? I think it really put into perspective to me like how much of a privilege to vote it was. Mm. And the fact that I can think that oh yeah, voting is like nothing much. Mm. It only goes to double down on the fact that we are so lucky to be in this country where we are not like torn by war or like there's any corruption that like every vote really like have to count, like everybody sign out and go and vote and all that. Like the mm. fact that I can like sit back on this almost, right? is only testament to like the country that we live in. And, and I think what was really interesting for me when a lot of people... My, my friends told me that they wanted to fly back to vote. Mm. Yeah, because they they are the overseas Singaporeans that don't have the privilege that they once had here. And they know that the Singaporean brand overseas means a lot. And when they realise, eh, shit, Singaporeans might be upset with PAP enough to vote Tan Chin Lian that time. They wanted to come back and just make their one vote count. And I thought, okay, this is nation building. Mm. So for the people who don't know, um, the, when the results came out, right? Basically, Taman won by... He got 70.4% of the total votes. He won uh, by like 50%. Which is a landslide victory. In fact, it's like the the, the widest gap between... Mm. Mm. Eh, between who? Uh? Candidates. Uh, between candidates uh, in our history. F- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like how you was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, 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 you got no commentary. 
Wow. Okay, right, watch out. Okay. No, but I think what was so, interesting about that, right, is that Mr. Taman got more votes in totality, right, than the PAP got in GE. Because yeah. his, historically, right, right. Uh, PAP always gets about 1.5 million votes, both in 2020 and 2015. Mm-hmm. Mr. Taman got 1.7 million votes, which means that people who normally vote opposition also voted right. for Mr. Taman. You know what I was shocked by? I was shocked that we only got like 1 million people who can vote. 2.7. <laughs> but he only get like 1 million votes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, like one. overseas is like how many? Like 1 California is already how many million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, Ng Kok Song got 15.72% of the votes and Tan Kin Lian got 13.88. He got mm. to keep his deposit. Mm. Yeah. Good wait, for him though. I'm happy wait, for why him. Uh? You have to be, have more than 12.5% or something like that to, yes. keep, to keep your deposit. If not, oh, you Oh, I thought it was forfeit. the opposite. I thought if you didn't get enough, it means nobody gave a f- about you, then you just... No, no, no. Yeah, no, so no, so no. you don't simply run. You really yeah, you have to campaign. you don't waste time to, to run. So that means when he see like one, he see the next number, he's <laughs> oh, dang. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't think... He, I think he really expected to win it. He was so confident with us to the point, right? He guessed like me. Huh? That I do think he was going to win. What do you mean he guessed like you? Because... At the end of the day, when he ran for president, I w- it was not that surprising because he ran before. Kudos to you for running, but I don't think you will win, right? But as he say, right, and he show, he say about how much support he has, mm. which at that point I haven't seen yet. But that night, that night of filming, even before the episode come out, then I really started to come across a lot of videos of people really screaming his name, eh, like yeah. when he walked around Chinatown. Then I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this guy is right and I have, I have no idea like what to think. And I legit thought he was going to win. There were also messages going around. Like we don't know how true, but there were like bookies and like poll numbers that were favoring him saying that he had actually a lot of support, right? That he actually had right. to come out to address later on because a lot of his followers were saying, hey, how come the numbers all say this, but then the actual poll is 70%. Can we believe the polls or not? Yeah. Yeah. And then he came out to say, um, looking at it back now, maybe the bookies were not right. And of, obviously we don't know what these sources are. So it actually it was a very like calming yeah. message yeah, yeah, yeah. to okay, basically tell his supporters, guys. Nice. He never said like it's a smear campaign. Or like, no, yeah. no. He just said, we don't know what the sources were for these original messages yeah. that were being mm. spread. I think my initial reaction when I saw it was that first of all 70% is crazy and mm. then I looked closely and Ng Kong Song and Tang Kinglian them close yeah. can you make sense of the numbers either he doesn't value you enough as the audience to think that you guys can understand or he actually doesn't know the answer to it which or I think which are both bad, <laughs> or he actually know and he just don't want to say <laughs> so then wants to know how you interpreted the presidential results let us know in comments down below um, Actually, Dan wants to know will you rather kill two birds with one stone or kill three birds with two stones? It's about efficiency <laughs> or results, guys. Which are you more oriented towards? Back to the episode. I actually saw quite an interesting comment on Reddit that said that, right, ele- presidential elections are about who gets the centrist votes. Mm. So essentially, in this case, we got two extremes, right? But then they say that centrists in Singapore tend to choose something more pragmatic. The people that we thought would flip towards Mr. Tan Kin Lian's side instead flip the other way, which is what created that landslide. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Mm. What was very impressive to me, right, and this still like impresses me since 2015, right, is how accurate the sample count is. Can you imagine taking a hundred votes from just the polling stations, oh, yeah, no, right? But I, I watched it, then I realized why. Why? Did you watch the breakdown of why? I also thought they put everything in the giant box. No, but then, then. They, they wait it. So like they take 100, yeah. but then they also wait it to the number of people that will vote in this station. And then after yeah. that, they get the number, right? But what- No, it's not just that. If I'm not wrong, like, if I'm not wrong, mm. right? They take 100 from each polling station. They scramble, take yeah. 100 from each polling station, put it all together, take 100 again. So if you look at how magic tricks, right? 
you know, you, you cut into three stacks and after that you cut yeah, and yeah. you push down and you know, that cut pops out. It's, <laughs> it's, it's dead also in, yeah, yeah. in that sense because you, you, you redivide the stack three times already. But it's still amazing because what if, right, a huge bus of like, say, Tanki Land supporters all came together at one time from between 2 to 3 p.m. and then voted <laughs> together. No matter how much you chum chum together, right, it will still be all yeah. chum together. Right? You ask the, they asked the sing song guys to do it. <laughs> I'm thinking how to win the bloody tub like three cars take out one receipt okay so the first person that we got to interview is actually uh, Mr. Ng Kao Song Mr. Actually Mr. Mr. George Go whatever lah who cares about him now okay I want to comment on George Go I feel like he ran the best campaign actually when he was disqualified I felt like there was like this must be rigged you know but then I saw a really good explanation that was saying because essentially he had, I think, $500 billion worth companies put together to make up that $500 million yeah. benchmark. Mm. So someone said that, because for example, in a game, right, fighting a level 500 boss is very different from fighting five level 100 bosses. Right. Mm. So I think that's the difference in experience that they were looking for. Mm. Oh, which one is hardest, yeah. Sorry, if he had qualified, there would have been four people yes. that we have to vote for. Similar to 2011. Oh, the Battle of the Tons. Actually, I only paid attention to uh, Ng Kok Song after Josh Go got out. <laughs> I don't know why. It's also. true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I must say that when we interviewed uh, Mr. Josh Go, right, I don't know why I put Mr. in front of all of them. Sorry, because they're all As we should. Let's do that. Okay. Something about me felt that he had, he, was, he had this aura that was the most presidential. Like when he walked into the room, right? It really felt like the way how he shook everybody's hands, the way how he talked to everybody, the, mm. you know, it was like, wow. This guy has the As He's the aura. very personable, but at the same time, you know like he's a big CEO and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because to some extent, right, like when we had the people come over, the people, the candidates come over, right, there was a little bit of like, you got to see their true self and then a little bit of like 5-10% camera on, then a bit of that. Whereas Mr. George Gold felt like that was him and that was yeah, him. He looked like he was already the president. Yes. He looked like, he, like we were welcoming the president into the right. office. Yeah, Maybe yeah, because yeah. he was also the first guy. But can I tell you Maybe. my first impression of him? Sure. Not even in this office. Okay. So I met him at a showbiz event. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was a gala dinner. And mm. I was just like, uh, hello. Because I mean, I'm really- So at awkward. that point, he's not yet running? No. PE talks haven't even begun in Singapore okay. yet. Oh, right? wow. And okay. He, he was just there and he was came and walked around and uh, someone told me uh, that the guy was the guy that brought Harvey Norman to Singapore. And they're like, oh yeah, you know? Mm. So because everybody there was, uh, was uh, less me, big everybody shot. there was a big shot. And especially no, nah, he's older and then nah. he came to the table, right? And so <laughs> I just like, I just like, hello at him. Then he's just like, you know, hello at me, that kind that's when uh, a common acquaintance, and, and I say this with no hate, okay, I'm just recounting a story, okay. True. Uh, a, a common friend, sorry, not acquaintance, a common friend just say, um, just told him, like, he, he always liked to do this to me, okay. He always just say like, uh, this is John, uh, John runs a big media company, which is not true, uh, okay, you all know we do a few things. Uh. Then that guy went, Mr. George, sorry, not the guy, so Mr. George, so, oh, so you are, you are a famous guy like that. Then he said, then let's take a picture. Oh. At first, he just gave me a, a nod. Then after that, his handshake was like, you know, those fingertip handshake, that kind. Which I don't know, handshake's very important yeah, to lembe, me. Lembe. Like, when I cannot the fingertip handshake, and I know it's not because we came from awkward clashing direction, right? Like I will just cast a weird impression on you already. Mm. And then only then he's like, oh, then let's take a picture, let's take a picture. Then that was where I actually had a terrible impression of him. I it see. Was, and then after that, when he announced for PE, they're like, oh, okay, you were collecting like media friends lah. But yeah, but when he came to office, everything changed. Mm. He was not weird. He was he was who he is. I think <laughs> I think maybe weird. he drunk that night or maybe I don't know. Just just very awkward for everybody, including him. 
So, um, Mr. Ng Kok Song, first mm. of all, I heard that after the election results were announced, he said something or gave some press uh, speech or whatever. Very and then gracious. Everybody was like super like, wow, he cools, yeah. No, I think yeah. the yeah. center count yeah? come out already, right? Then he won't go mm. home already. He said, I've decided to concede so that y'all can all rest. The, yeah. the, like the media. Because yeah. media oh. all gathered at right, right, right. his own team. La. But what if he won? No, but based no. on the sample count, I think the margin was already so the huge. The sample count deviated 2%, oh. 3%. Right? So right, the margin right, right. for okay, error okay. Right, is 4% or 5%, which yeah. means that if there's a gap of more than 10%, right, plus you minus, done. done. Okay, I yeah. understand, I understand, I understand. But I think it was very gracious because he reiterated something that he mentioned on the show here, which mm. was that the main reason why he wanted to run was to give the elected president the mandate so that by creating an election as opposed to a walkover right. and that he realized that he achieved that goal and he's really happy about that. Right. And so it felt mm. really selfless um, and that was something that like was really... Yeah, you could tell though toward the end, he, like I, and I believed him when he said it to us, yeah. but I felt like towards the end, like two days to election and all that stuff when his interviews come out, mm. he's the passions and convictions changed. Yes. He really wanted to win. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I think he had reason to believe and I will agree with him that he held the middle ground. Okay. Because I wasn't here but you all get, managed to meet him, right? What was he really like on set? Like when he reached because you talked about George Go earlier, right? Yeah. Mr. George Go, sorry. Um, <laughs> so when Mr. Ng entered the space, what were the vibes? Good vibes? Good vibes. Actually, the first thing he said when he sat down was, let's meditate for two minutes before we start. Which I think like, like how to say, like it's very different from what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. So then he was yeah. like, eh? You think he was priming us? What do you mean? Some of his keyword was gratefulness. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm grateful that I came you. to your little yeah, yeah. show. He's like, the word for today is thank you or something, right? But yeah, he was thinking yeah, potato. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, so I was very annoyed because you, as you can tell maybe from the episode, I don't know if you remember, but I was very quiet. So like, I, I knew I had I, I, few things that I wanted to bring up during the interview to like bring in some lighthearted moments. So one of it was because I remember when George Go came out, I said, hey, like, do you mind letting us hear you, you sing? So I wanted to say, do you mind leading us in meditation? He took that away from me. And I was like, ah, I love about you. Yeah, I make it by myself. It's his three lines. Because I watched the episode, right? And I almost cried one part. Whoa, the wife is it? And a lot of people talk about that part. Yeah, it's when he told the story of his late wife. Very sweet. And then his his current wife also. Yeah. Wow. His storytelling really very good. And that's what sold me for very... Yeah. It sold me for the most part, right? Yeah. But then again, right? When I look back at it, it's not the storytelling that matters, right? Mm. It's everything else. It's the actually, facts. It's, it's the, the action. <laughs> partially also, partially yeah. also, which is what frustrated me and that's why I was torn between the two. I feel like when he first surfaced, right, and he was like ex-chief investment officer or something like that, right, of GIC. So it, always, like, I, it never registered in my head what, he, what the chief investor do. Mm-hmm. It feels like you manage people. Or maybe you don't even invest. You know what I mean? You just manage people. Ah, I don't know. Lah. Then when he came here and when we talked about, okay, what about outside of reserve? So, okay, you know how to grow money. Yeah. We're happy for you. you responsible for growing our reserve somehow. How many people can say that, right? Um, actually, everyone because we all contribute to it. <laughs> okay, thank you. True. <laughs> but like investing it, right? And then the, the profits that you gain from it. Then after that, we talk about, okay, how about the, the ceremonial role of being like low-key Singapore's chief diplomat? Mm. And then he say that um, as the chief investing officer of one of the world's largest sovereign wealth fund, true. I've helped my own with many finance ministers and heads of states that yeah. are pursuing our investment across the world. Then I'm like, 
Yes, you are more so than any other president because if you look at even our ministers that go across, we are not top five anything. Ma. It's usually we probably want something from them. Ma. We are, and Singapore is not known to be a country that gives out foreign aid either and neither do we receive it. In that sense, then you feel like, okay, he actually goes over there like a businessman looking to spend money. Yeah. I have billions to put in your country. Where? Mm. Or billions to put on these few countries that you all happen to join together called a continent and I'm going to pick one of you and now you're going to pitch me, right? Then you realize, okay, he actually helped these people by the ball sack. I, I, I know you're framing it as a positive. To me, right, it, it was actually a little bit of a negative. Why? Oh. Because, right, to be the chief diplomat, it's about knowing how to be able to maybe handle difficult, like, relationships or maybe having to be able to ask for things or whatever, right? But he he being the CIO of, uh, again, one of the world's largest sovereign funds means that he always came and everybody wanted what he wanted. So everyone was kowtowing to him. Everyone was saying, right. oh my God, you're so good, right? Because ah, they want him to spend on them. Right. So it's a different position. He was always in a position of power. Exactly. So and how do you negotiate from the bottom lah now? Exactly that. Because he's right. so used to that. Actually, um, as in the episode like scared me a bit, right? Because of the amount of people like my friends, circles and all that, they came up to me to say that because of the episode, they decided to vote for him. Mm. Like, because they were very moved by what he said. And yeah. then I was like... <gasps> no, but at first, at first no. we were very honoured, right? When that happened. At first, because we also not very deep into it. You know, we, yeah. also, we haven't yeah. hosted the rest. He was like the second one to come. Or first one, if you don't count, uh, Mr. George. Yeah. So you just feel like, oh, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Then yeah. after that, it got damn serious. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, I feel like there was a huge weight on our shoulder for certain reasons because even the, their own PR teams are saying, uh, this election, see see how you perform on this show already. Uh. That, that kind of stuff, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know they have joking, lah, you know, yeah, but it's yeah. still like, don't quite stop. But I'm honestly <laughs> very glad we did the series. Like, oh, because yeah. even yes. for somebody like me who's apolitical, right? Like, for the most part, uh, it's interesting to me that we get to, like the whole point of this show and that series is to kind of see a different side of, of the candidates, right? Um, the more personal side to them. And that's what I feel, felt like we were able to achieve for the most part mm. with this series. I, I think what his appearance on the show did was add a lot of substance because I think before that, a lot of impressions that people had of him was just that he had a very young fiance mm. and then the opening speech really didn't help because I think she, he asked her to speak and then she did. She looked she like she surprised, was shocked yeah. that, she want, that she was supposed to speak. And so like, I think I remember seeing online where it was like, hey, how can you vote for a 75-year-old man who has such a young wife or whatever? And mm. apparently that set of like really bad impression. And I think having him on, being able to share about his life story, about what he stands for, like gave him a lot of substance. And I think something that helped after that also was the forum appearance that he did on mm. CNA, which I think a lot of people um, regard as him kind of winning that forum la, in that sense. Okay. Which leads me to the next person we interviewed. Actually, no. I want to say one more thing. Okay. I feel Which like, doesn't lead me to the next <laughs> I, I feel like Mr. Ng best used this platform. Out of all the candidates uh, that came yeah. here, he best used. Uh, because yeah. he came here knowing that this is a show that will just ask bolel questions and also mm. the questions that people want to ask. As a show, right, we also ask them, is there anything y'all don't want us to ask? Is there anything you want to avoid? To a certain extent, we will try and respect it if it's very much personal. For example, don't ask me about my children, Ken. You know, certain things. If it's about a scandal, then there's the whole reason we invite you, then obviously cannot, lah, right? And so, he came here saying, this, uh, ask me anything. Mm. Yeah, uh, don't hold back. Right. That was, and, and I feel like he came here and there were two things against him. The first one is that people don't know what he really did in his previous job. And he explained that really well. Really and well. He, he correlated that to the roles of presidency. Mm. And with Sybil, 
where he talked about how yes she's younger but le- let's not pretend like she's eight, 19 years old yeah. right, she right, is right. 45 or something I mean I forgot the age like. so yeah. speaking of pretty girls this leads me many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. To our next candidate, <laughs> Mr. Duncan Lien. <laughs> so this was the shoot that I wasn't in. You you were not in. I know Jared was in. You were you were protected. <laughs> Thank you. Which people say you were protected? <laughs> well, no, guys. Denise was editing. Why do people she was assume busy. that I am the pretty good? This question. this was the shoot, right? That because I had no idea. I don't. I didn't really know much about this candidate. So and then <laughs> after the shoot, right? I came down to see the guys, right? And they all them check. Like I've never seen them look the way that they look before. <laughs> No, we He's had like, another shoot after and then we couldn't start for a good half an hour because they couldn't <laughs> shut up about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think be- before we jump into this, we should mention that when we published the three episodes, we wanted to be as neutral as possible. And this is something that John mentioned in Instagram mm. as well because I think it was important for us to let the candidates speak for themselves mm. and let you guys judge what they are saying. That's why I think we didn't really like interrogate too much or so because it was important yeah. for you to just hear and judge for yourself. Also, we just yeah. want internet show. La. So like, <laughs> whatever you might hear next of that might constitute as shitting on anybody is, yeah, la, yeah. basically. Okay, so in this debrief. episode, our personal opinions and preferences are going to come true. Okay? Which I will say is definitely not the same for when we were doing the presidential series. Yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 Where we okay. shut the f- up and we held back. Yeah. Okay, so give me the dirt, motherfuckers! It was not draining. I've never felt exasperation for a prolonged period of time. Because right. usually when I'm really exasperated, I leave. Mm. <laughs> oh, that explains so much. I couldn't leave. Or I wanted to but counter. You got to- but I didn't counter because we, we, we said, no, we are going to crystallize their thoughts as opposed to debate them. Yeah. So even if we were seemingly debate, debating them, it's because... Uh, when they say their thoughts, it was said before and the internet still don't accept. So yeah. we will ask again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, to give yeah. a different kind of answer. Yep. Um, then when the answer is differentiated, we will take a step back. Mm-hmm. That, that was our entire approach. And yeah, the exasperation was, was so real because I think he started out by saying there's some level of judgment and double standard against him okay. uh, when people were talking, making fun of him. Um, and then when the second half of the thing come where he was criticizing um, PAP has changed, for example. Uh, you all think I some... Uh, guys, I wish PAP pay me as well, okay? Uh, please pay me. So <laughs> uh, guys, I'm just speaking like, okay? We, we, we do government campaigns just like every other company, okay? But uh, there is no... Like, PAP help pay me, uh, please pay me. Uh. So <laughs> when he came in and then he started talking about how PAP not the same anymore and he's f***ed up and all that stuff. Then I realized hey, you are judging people by that period, that context, that whatever circumstance has changed, which is everything he has said for himself when people were picking on him. Right, right. So the, but then there's right. nothing for me to ask. Like, isn't that a double standard? Because that, that doesn't crystallize his thoughts. Yeah. So I just keep thinking and I just like... <laughs> then, so when he, when he talked about how he wanted to um, better manage the reserve, which guys, I'm, we are not against cutting GST. I feel like not bad. Uh, 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 <laughs> If there is a very, just like, okay, a moment ago, we thought unemployment was terrible. Like yeah. unemployment, uh, unemployment benefits, benefits hmm. was, is terrible. Like it, it's not sustainable. It, it's, it's 
socialist and all that hmm. stuff. The taxpayer is going to pass away and all that stuff, right? And then you realize, okay, with certain elegant solutions, Singapore is about to have uh, unemployment benefit, by the way. Mm. Yeah, it's temporary and that you will do a job switch. So you must go and learn and take up costs. Mm-hmm. Then you get unemployment benefit. Mm-hmm. Then you say about it, think about it. Okay, elegant solutions do exist for previously thought impossible policies. Mm. So if you want to cut GST, let's go. I'm all ears, right? And then I say, okay, can you explain? Yeah. And then he said, everybody won't get it. Now I'm like, no, no. No, then after he insulted, he said, then we, you said like, no, but we understand and whatever. They said, you might understand, but your audience won't understand. Yeah. Yeah, that was honestly my main frustration. Because right? I, think, I think we mentioned this before about how like, it's the ability to articulate it and help people mm, to understand exactly. the reasoning behind why you make the decisions that is what will sell yourself. Exactly. Yeah. But then he yeah. keep on just like, he just said, yeah, yeah, you don't know one like. No, which only tells you two things. One is that he doesn't, either he doesn't value you enough as the audience to think that you guys can understand or he actually doesn't know the answer to it. Which or, I think which are both bad <laughs> la. Or he actually know. And he just don't want to say. <laughs> there's a damn elegant solution where we can just live without yeah, GST. Yeah, like we, we really won't understand. understand. Yeah. If he say, we really won't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Like, sir, slow down. <laughs> Can I take notes? Oh no. What do you think think about about out, <laughs> but I think what was most interesting to me, I mean, because I wasn't on the episode, but I walked the arduous um wow. editing journey with Jared. Arduous, no yeah. <laughs> like difficult. So difficult, oh, difficult. <laughs> so as it because he was very torn, because mm. like we mentioned, we wanted to let the candidates present themselves as is, right? But then when there were certain things that he started saying that were not factual or that if say as a layman putting myself in the shoes of a like just a regular person that doesn't follow politics or doesn't follow any of this like how the results work or what right Mm-mm. when I'm hearing what he's saying right it sounds like music to my ears eh? like cut GST to zero of course why not and then it's clearly the government doing wrong accounting right? then at that point what we decided eventually was to put the disclaimers or to clarify yeah. certain things that he said but that was like an internal debate because we didn't know whether this was interfering with how we wanted to put the episodes out yeah. and at the same time balancing that social responsibility. Yeah. 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 No, I think even the part where we talk about uh, you will understand by your audience to understand, I think we also talked about whether we should include this mm. clip or not yeah. because we know it looks bad on him. Yeah, at the same time, I feel like we discussed about how exasperated we are in trying to tell him what the wider world is thinking mm. and then can you address that? But he didn't either. So we... I feel like that's why we kept that one in to kind of represent everything. At the end of the day, there was a risk with what we put out and at the end of the day, the only thing that we could really do was either to react to each other. I don't know if you guys caught it, but we either reacted or looked at the camera and felt like the office, right? And majority <laughs> of the comments... And we people, cut a lot of that out though. Yeah, but people got it. Yeah. Like it was like 98% of people going, oh my God, like first yeah. time we've been commended for our, our professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens. Shout out to you for nothing we were calling out of yeah. kudos got, like, for keeping it together like what yeah. we are always kept together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got yeah. 200 times our usual number of comments yeah it was yeah, insane yeah. Yeah. it's a it's a arduous job one positive I do have for him wasn't so much about what he said in the end because I think he it looked like he misunderstood the role of the president so he kept saying about all the things yeah. that he wanted to do right and then after getting Boffman on CNA live as well <laughs> he ended up actually giving a really good roundup in his final speech mm. on CNA, mm. which is that he said he understands that this is not the role of the president, but he will use the soft influence that the office of the president holds uh, to influence these changes with the government. And I thought, mm. actually, not bad. Yeah. Who wrote that speech? Fantastic. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Not him, we know. 
something that my friend Chris put on his Instagram story that I think gave me a different perspective was that he said, uh, Mr. Tan Kin Lian is the only candidate that you get what you see. So he, I think he felt like the most open in a sense, the most honest, even though it might reflect badly on him. But it's like whatever he says, you know that that's probably exactly what he means. Like the blunt truth yeah, guy. Yeah. You, you've seen the worst of, of him line, so you know it can't get worse than that. Is it, it feels like I see what he really thinks. Right, right, yeah, right. Versus right, right. the other two that might be more like in a sense veiled or they might like phrase it differently, like package it. I think you see who he really is, not what he really thinks. Because I don't think we saw he demonstrated his thinking. Not to yeah, say he, he never didn't. Think. I watched <laughs> that episode, he didn't. No, I'm not saying he never think. Yeah, uh, I don't think he demonstrated Yeah, yeah the demonstration, yeah. Like when we ask him, so what is it? when his inability to articulate it, to me is that if I'm like based on that judgment, right, that he's what, like he's the, he's the only open book here, then do you, do you believe him that he has a plan to cut GST then, yep. you know, sustainable? Right. Like we don't have one, we don't know that information. So I think this was the most surprising post-interview reaction I got from you guys was mm. actually with Mr. Taman. Mm. Because I think everybody was very excited to, to, to film that episode and again right I think later you can give the, a bit of the backstory of how it almost didn't happen yeah. right um, but then after, immediately after the interview you all were a bit like I don't know that is disappointed or what uh. like what, what, what I don't even know what happened <laughs> a bit yeah you go <laughs> okay just to set the context um, and you can share a bit about the backstory but like when we managed to film the episode with uh, Mr. Taman this was already at the like the later stages of the campaign already which was I think like two days before it was the off. Tuesday of yeah film on Tuesday out on Wednesday Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. night cooling yeah. so I think you can understand that he's probably campaigned for nine, ten, nine days already right and he's already said what he has to say already and he's coming on to the show probably going to say the same things again and so I guess to our frustration, there was nothing really new that we could get out of him. But mm. also to his frustration, he's already said this multiple places. So I think there was multiple times where he said, oh, I've already mentioned this there. Oh, but I also mentioned this there. Yeah. So I think it, to me, the disappointment was maybe we couldn't really gather anything new, but also because we were the last like outlet for him. Yeah. And behind the scenes, what was the whole issue? Okay, so I have two things I want to say, right? The, the first one was how this almost didn't happen. <laughs> so right from the get-go, um... I think not long after he announced his presidential bid, um, I contacted someone and that person said, okay, okay uh, we informed already, he will most definitely come on your show. Mm. So then, okay, well, we were very, very excited. That was, that, that was what gave us the confidence to start inviting the rest of the candidates to join us as well. Along the way, right, we didn't hear from them and say, oh, the team haven't gotten back to me, they haven't gotten back to me. Then there's people from the peripherals of his team that DM me and some of them I don't know, okay. Say like, Hey, will you be inviting Mr. Taman to the show? Then I say, yeah, I think someone's helping me do that already. Then they say, oh, okay, if not, let me know. Then another person asked me, then the third person asked me, the fourth person asked me, then I like, cannot be. <laughs> Nobody asked that guy for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, so then I called that person and I say, can you help me call or not? And so literally they, they called the, the team's campaign manager and the campaign manager called me the next day and said, oh my God, there's a miscom. For some reasons, his understanding was that the Daily Catch-Up doesn't want to host him or want to charge them money to host him. Oh my God. Yeah, of which we didn't charge any presidential candidate, by the way. Mm. Um, even though some, some were paid. Oh, other media outlets? Uh, yes. Ooh. Especially early on. Mm. Before the campaign. Like, basically to create content. Right, right, which is right, normal. Right, la. You right, want to right, raise the profile enough. of someone, you create content with that person. Oh, fair enough. Fair uh, fair not, fair. To, not to swing votes. Yeah. 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 yeah, and so he said it's a huge miscom. They thought that maybe uh, Mr. Tarman was like too boring, not sensational enough for the show. Which 
leads me to my next point. So when, when we ironed that out, we immediately nailed a date. And the date that gave us a bit of time to edit was Tuesday afternoon, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then Tuesday night edit, Wednesday edit, then Wednesday then, come out. Ta-da. Then cooling day, then we kind of slide away. Shout out to Denise to editing, Mr. Tums. <laughs> Which leads me to my next point of whether or not he was too boring for our show. Yeah. Because I think what we've always tried to do as a show was that we either address the biggest elephant in the room and then we try and flip that elephant in the room. Meaning we try and turn weakness into strength or turn something boring, interesting. You know, that was the ideology of the entire show or how we tried to do it. And so because he was, at least in my opinion or our opinions, defined as the safe, boring candidate, right? <laughs> we wanted to see whether we could make him seem fun, exciting. And not just in a form of do bolel things, like can mm. you dance with me, that kind of thing. Like not, not so superficial, but tell me a story really funnily kind of vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, when we couldn't get that, I think there was some form of a, my personal bias also that, oh my God, you're not shining on this. <laughs> like you literally- Wait, why cannot get there? I think la, he has this thought, right? Which in the end he's right. That- <laughs> Singaporeans have seen me for the last 30 years. Y'all have seen what I've done for Singapore on the ground. You've seen what I've done in policy level for Singapore. And y'all have seen me on the global world stage addressing global world leaders. And y'all know I can do the job. He is having difficulty when all the questions addressed to him by not just us, by the rest of the media. He has to address whether he's independent or not independent. Uh, Tang Kinlian said this, how do you feel? Uncle Song said this, how does that make you feel? Which is like nothing to do with the job. Yeah. Mm. So for him, he's like, he feels like that the people know he can do the job. But now he almost need to play on things that don't matter and need to try and win there. Right. right yeah, right. which I feel like, at the, and it's not to say it's beneath him to do it. It's more of, I think at that point of time, we were the last really. We were the last interview he was going to go for mm. already. And so, and, and, at that point, I feel like his fatigue setting in. Yeah. And so when we try and ask him, so what we usually do is we ask the same questions in different manner to help create a more crystallized thought. Um, and I think he he knew what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he gives like the, I've said that vibe. Yeah. But I also feel it's not like a narcissistic trait. It's yeah. that he really just wants to do the job. Like he's not, yeah. like one thing that came across was that he's not someone that has done this to get political power or political capital or whatever. He really just wants to help Singapore and like, mm. and get the job done. Yeah, yeah. And so to him, like this whole campaign process is like, Oh, he has to like five of us. And I think the other thing that you've mentioned before in, um, I think maybe a summary that we didn't air was that he had to straddle between how does he talk about his strengths, which is really his strengths. He's freaking past it, like the PAP and the government level, but also straddled with the fact that he needs to separate himself from the government. Yeah. And so his biggest strength is then his weakness, mm. almost. Yeah, so because mm. Jared and I did most of the pre-prod for all the candidates also, right? And I think what was starkly different was that for the rest, right, we essentially will help them try to establish their history and their career track record. Yeah, yeah. While for Mr. Taman, we had to <laughs> essentially help him explain away why his career track record should not affect, <laughs> will not affect his yeah, check yeah. and balance, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Right, so yeah. it was almost the opposite. And also because a lot of people already knew him and a lot about him and as Dan mentioned, he has been a lot of, on a lot of other shows, right? Yeah. Then 
what are the personal stuff that we can get into to help his personality shine. That was very a bit difficult right. and tricky. Also. Okay, okay. Mr. Tama was actually the only one that came with his partner. So Jane was here and she was yeah. actually the one that impressed me the most out of everyone that I met like on this whole campaign thing. She's so personable. She's incredibly likable and then when she speaks, she really also commands the room yeah. but yeah. very lovingly. Right, right, very right. fun. I don't know how to Funny. describe. I don't know how to describe. There's this Chinese saying like be- behind every like strong and powerful man, right? There's like a very strong and powerful woman. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Then the woman is actually like, you know, like the neck. The man is the head, but the woman actually control. I think they have a really good partnership. Like they really balance each other because I think maybe it was a show or whatever. We haven't seen him in the social setting, right? But he can be quite intense sometimes. Mm. No, he's very intimidating. Yeah, and yeah. he's very serious. And he's very tall. Whereas she's short, but also very <laughs> lovable and a lot of personality. And they really are yin and yang. So they like, yeah. two, like they two prong approach to his unit. Yeah. yeah, which Sector. I think, right, it was such a smart move that almost every media event that he did, right, she, he brought her along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he knows. He knows she completes him as yeah. the package. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny because at the winning speech, right, at the uh, at the market, right, they had all the mics them high up. Then after it's like, uh, Mr. Yeah. Tama, can you say anything? <laughs> <laughs> the mic is like here. Which is like, it's such a great day. It was so cute. Oh my God, yeah, adorable. She, she was swimming in the microphone. The microphone was at the eye. But so I was also oh. looking for dirt on Taman to like try to call him out, right? <laughs> then, Dirty Denise. No, because we have to. Okay. As in, that's what we do. Uh, we try to address like mm. both sides for every candidate. Yeah. And then there's literally... A Reddit thread, right? That is asking for this because they're like, I don't. This person says I don't believe that he's so clean. Mm. And then all the replies, right? It's just actually he was a great man. Like this, something (laughs) nice he did for me. This something nice he did Mm. for me. Then something that the original poster also asked is that how come like his wife, like now he's suddenly parading his wife around with him and all that. Mm. Then people reply, no, actually Mr. and Mrs. Taman have been together like for most of their walkabouts in Jurong Mm. and all of that. So actually she's been supporting him all this while, and they've really been like that. Dynamic duo. You sure or not? You're anti baby. Mm-hmm. They pay you, is it? Hey, hey, hey. Can I pay you? <laughs> and something that you found out also was that she was his lawyer, like during the. Yes. The That's how they met, right? No, oh, no, no, way. no, no, no. They, they met, they met in UK. School. They yeah. met in the yeah, UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you never watched the episode. Uh. But so, the, pretty much the only thing that we could find on him was the Official Secrets Act case, mm. where she was actually part of his defense team, but heavily pregnant at that point. And mm. then, but she Power. refused to step back like, because she wanted to defend like her husband. And I, I'm sure she believed in his innocence or so. But mm. the trial dragged out for so long, right? That they started having this inside joke of like, wow, I wonder whether I'm going to deliver first or the judge will deliver the verdict first. <laughs> mm. Then in the end, she delivered first. <laughs> <laughs> it's only punchline. Okay. So, uh, congratulations to Mr. Taman. And, and to Singapore, I guess. We Taman's have a president. Up, I think we have the most involved relationship with a president in all of Singapore's history. Except perhaps... It's Mr. Another. Ong Teng Chong. Do you think it's just an age thing though? <laughs> Do you think it's because we are at this age now where we kind of care more? I don't remember my parents really knowing who is Tony Tan as another. Mm. They don't. It's just really look at job title. Lor. You just really look at job title. Lor. You know? Yeah. <laughs> then the job title is really important and what their accomplishment really important about who they were that has never been contested yep. like the social media mm. age now. Mm. Who they were as persons were never contested before. Right. Is Mr. Lee not going to run anymore in the next GE? No lah, he low-key retired on NDR eh. <laughs> Pretty much. Nobody claps. Everything he say, people clap, man, right? Because everybody excited. Everybody like him, man. He's saying good things. <laughs> then he say, oh, I'm ready for the, the my transition. is now back on track. Silence. <laughs> I think they clap uh, like a good seven and a half seconds later yeah. they start clapping. <laughs> no, because the person behind say put up the clap. <laughs> 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 
Hey, one thing we said on the summary app that we didn't say, which I want to say again. Many people expected that Ng Kok Song and Tang Kin Lian will split opposition vote. But then when it became clear that Ng Kok Song and Taman are splitting votes and uh, Tang Kin Lian seemed to be getting all of the opposition votes, I think that's where everybody spoke, including uh, me and us. When we realized that, it was before we even aired uh, the Taman episode. Yeah, I think I've, I think everybody felt <laughs> a weight on the shoulder of how we are going to do this episode because maybe we don't release it, we don't affect anything. Like we, if we release it and then we make some misstep and then we swing certain votes, not to say that we are somebody of a show, it's just the internet show, don't take it so seriously, right? But if we were, wow, for some reason, because a lot of people were saying <laughs> they're voting on Kok Song because of us. A lot of people were saying that they're not going to vote on Kilian because of us. And then we, we are very afraid of To be fair, the, the number of views that we got for the Uncock Song episode was the number of votes that you got. If we can influence this type of thing, then you think we can sell merch? Right? <laughs> 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 I like the way you think. <laughs> I must say though that the number of views that we got for the episodes, obviously it's slightly higher than our usual, really faith in humanity and in Singaporeans, the fact that they are politically involved. Yeah, I cannot deal with people that say I don't care. Because this is your political future. Okay, so thanks it's for watching. Your state <laughs> in your country. Don't need to listen to him. Uh, <laughs> okay, so thanks for watching. Uh, until the next presidential. <laughs> GE la, GE can. No, uh, no, no, no. Hey, I would like to take this opportunity to invite another candidate that we haven't kena yet. Mr. Lee Sen Long. There's another candidate. What There's you another candidate that says that he's going to run. I think he's going to collect form. Oh. Terry Topsis, Donnie Teo En Ming. Hey, sir, I, we will be reaching out to you shortly. Please come on the show. Wait, who? You know, he paid, he paid a JAV actress $1,000 to have sex with her. <laughs> yeah. Hey, respect. Respect. Come on. If you knew it was so cheap and you were single and the I package think he was there, scam, eh? thousand we bucks. might take it. Yeah, no, a JAV star. Eh. Oh, wow. That's not it's bad. like the Lana route. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.